Welcome to the Tribunal. I'm Danny with Jameson. Hey there. And Chris Warren. Fire when ready. We just watched episode 13 of The Challenge Rider Dies. We saw yet another Jordan Tory fight. Fessy eat shit and the underdogs choke. We're going to do Killed It or Send It Home, Jameson's Juicy Deets, and MVPs and Losers. But first, questions. Who is more to blame for the underdog's loss? Devin or Jordan, Wern? Um, you know, I have to say it's Jordan um, is the man responsible. And really, it's it's all the whole yellow team. If, if you remember, they were all begging Devin to help out Fessy because they all felt really bad for him because he's just puking his brains mm-hmm. out, even though it seemed like half the time he's kind of like just spitting the stuff out immediately and then yeah. would actually throw up. But uh, yeah, so I I don't blame Devin at all. I mean, he was withholding information or his expertise as the sniper spotter, if you will. And man, that really came back to bite them in the ass. What idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Jameson. I mean, I got to I'm going to give it to to Devin, because my thing is, is he could have slightly not helped him like as much you know like, oh it's a little bit over you know like i just felt like you know jordan was really i was shocked that jordan even you know went that way but yeah to devin being you know mr mr you know army guy apparently you know he knows all the fucking ins and outs of sniping um you know i think he could have been you know not as helpful helpful but not as helpful maybe dragged it on a little bit longer um either way come on guys you know, TJ's got a trick up his sleeve. He always does. You know, like you got to be ready for it. No one's, it's not a W until you get the dub. No, no lead is safe, especially with that team. You knew that there was some way to come, especially you don't know what the other games are. They could all be this equally difficult. Like yeah. it was a stupid move, but it seemed like a collective effort. Whereas Jordan at the end, and he sort of blamed it on Mariah's grip strength. It's like maybe it was the grip strength. Uh, I don't know, after 40 minutes of this, but it didn't seem like he was having an easier time than she was with it. Maybe it's because you're grabbing her butt crack and she felt a little uncomfy. I don't know. Like, you're just giving her a wedgie. Like, like he, he all in all, like, it was just like, it's not all on her, bro. No. I, I would say she was the least of the three of them. Yeah. I don't know. You got to... St- you got to stack more than 30 minutes on that. Like, I mean, what they had like 30 minutes on the first game yeah. where they started feeling bad. And it's like, stack it more than that. Like, it's got to be impossible to come back. And like you said, Danny, without knowing what the other games were, it's like, how can you, how can you make that decision in the first of four things you got to do? Just mind blowing. And how bad was it really that you feel bad for Fessy of all people? Like, this is the worst yeah. thing I've ever done in my life. Oh. <laughs> Although the fact that even Jordan said that it was brutal, like I bet it was pretty awful. It looked awful. Uh, I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Before we get to juicy deeds, I tried to find out what the fuck it was. I was scrolling deep into the comments. I could not find out. Yeah. What it was. I don't know. It looked usually like they urine. stay. Usually they're very TJ's very proud. Yeah. What kind of ridiculous concoction is awaiting them? But not this time. It's just like yellow sludge. Yeah. Shout out to that daily challenge, though. I thought it was a blast. I mean, you know, all Maybe. the different layers of it. Like, 
you know, making them pick who's doing what. They don't know what they're doing. They need more of that. They need a little bit more of that, a little less jump off a ledge into the water, you know, like. It's true. It's a team. If they're doing team things or they're they're being in teams, and this felt like a real team thing, uh, which was nice to see. And you know what I loved about it? And you guys probably picked this out, too, because you're also production nerds. There's no way they planned for it to go that late. Did you see when they first started shooting when it got dark and you could tell that the footage was all washed out because they tried to brighten it as much as they could? I loved that, that they were just like unplanned and just going late. TJ just pulling out tricks. So good. (laughs) It was excellent. And a a great finale, too. A great finale kind of challenge of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Thought it was killer. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, this doesn't look that hard but man it it must have been fucking tough yeah it looked brutal speaking of brutal are you over the tory and jordan thing yet was this the last straw jameson are you done is this even juicy anymore no it's lost all of its juice it's dry to the bone um i woke up to text this morning from some friends of mine who are big fans of the cast and also big fans of the challenge and it was back and forth at 6 a.m. talking about Tory, talking about Jordan. I'm Team Jordan. I'm Team Tory. I'm telling you, this thing has gotten to the point where I, I can't take it anymore. I, 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 and it's so awkward. You know when Anissa, who's Tory's best friend, is calling it out and saying, "Just fucking end it already." Like, you know, you know it's bad. I can only imagine how uncomfortable and awkward and just—it's just too much. It's too much. Um, it's very toxic, and, and it also feels kind of just ugh, slimy and dangerous, and oh, I just don't like the feeling of it at all. And also, it's just not entertaining to watch. You know, it was better when Narice was on, and then it's like, ooh, little drama. He's hooking up with her, getting naked with her, and then blah, 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 but not anymore. Now it's just, ugh. And it seems yeah. like there's more coming next week. Are you sick of it as well, Vern? I am. And and to your point, Jameson, of like the drama, it's like it went from like the, oh, sneaky things happening behind your back, like real simple to now we're getting into arguments over like really dumb semantics of like you put our relationship ahead of the game or whatever. And like, you know, or or whatever the game ahead of our relationship. And you who said that? And it's like, no, like, just stop. Just stop with, you know, I, it feels like this drama is like Jordan just trying to uh, justify why he called, you know, why he voted for Fessy and, and he just is using Tori as a scapegoat. But either way, it's just like, this is just really dumb and stupid. And like, nobody wants to be involved, which is clear when everybody's just kind of like looking at the camera, like, Oh, what the fuck is happening? Like, I want to go to bed. Uh, It's just stupid. Well, I had this thought, and I'm sure this just like it's easier said than done when you're not in the situation. But is there any greater waste of time than arguing with an ex? Like, why? What's the point? There was nothing specific to argue about. As you said, it's just like we used to love each other and now we don't. It's just like frustration. (laughs) It's like there's no point in it. And if you're going to do it, go find a room and leave everybody else alone. 100%. And that's why in the real world, you know, you break up with your ex and then you never see them again. You know, like it's like you're never going to be like, oh, we should all get in a house together. Like, no, it's usually unless it's a really bad romantic comedy. It's like you get the fuck out of there. Um, So I I, like there's nothing good come from that. Right. If you're arguing, it's like, are you 
Are you getting back together? Probably not, because you're arguing already. Like, so just fucking move on. Get out of there. Um, speaking of nothing good, I have a little surprise for you guys. Um, long story short, my wife and I had to exchange gifts after Christmas. So I wasn't able to show you guys this last week. <laughs> Get a load of what she got me here. Oh, wow. For those How many can't... times have you read it? How many times? It's a uh, <laughs> how to win at the challenge in life, a champion's guide to eliminating obstacles, winning friends, and making that money. I uh, read the first chapter for you guys that, you know, I could fill you in here over the weeks. Um, first of all, it's uh, basically just interviews with 20-some champions over the years. Wow. Um, and, you know, there's... There's some sad stuff. This is the uh, introduction <laughs> to the book. Whether you're reading this because you're a challenge super fan looking for never before heard stories about your favorite seasons or players, me, pretty sad, or you're hoping <laughs> to compete on the show one day and want to learn from Whoa! the best on, on how to kick ass in the game, sadder if you buy this, like this will get me on the show. <laughs> but here's the kicker. Or you need some motivation for your own life. This book has it all. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine seeing like a before and after of somebody like really down in the dirt, you know, real tough life. Uh, yeah. Then I read this excerpt from Josh from the challenge and it just changed everything. for me. It did. Absolutely. The only positive that I've gotten from it so far, and I'm not far in, is um, there's 21 champions in here and that doesn't even count all the champs that have ever been on it so our dream for an all champ season is definitely possible so just give it to us mtv oh it'd be so sick 20 yeah you could definitely do it maybe a shorter season i'm all right with that sure yeah just get down to the good stuff i love that part of the title is winning friends when have you That's in your life been like i'm gonna win some friends like I love it's such a long title. I love anybody that like is reading like, how to, you know, how to win a challenge in life. Still not sold. The champion's gun eh, to eliminating obstacles. Winning friends. All right, now I'm gonna buy this. I could use, <laughs> I could use some friends. Oh well, let us know. Keep 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 us updated on that. Uh, yeah, man. I'm positive there will be some excerpts. I'll I'll be sharing. You're gonna be coming with some Danny's juicy deeds, man. <laughs> <laughs> not even juicy deeds it's just going to be a, a reading every week from yeah. from the book a reading <laughs> from brad <laughs> <laughs> chapter 12 <laughs> paragraph 11 <laughs> let's do killed it or send it home chris worm uh so we already touched on this a little bit but during the daily we saw uh you know jordan and Vessel going at each other with their slingshots, whatever, whatever it was, the water balloon slingshots. Uh, and so I was thinking, you know, just the slingshot water balloon launcher. Do you give that a killed it or send it home and why? As an event or just as an apparatus? Just not as not as an event, just as a thing that you could own and launch shit with. <laughs> um. You know, if if I don't have to do any work to build it or anything, if it's just placed in my backyard, I'm in. I love, you know, I love throwing things. I love stepping on things. I love breaking things. And I love launching things. So I, I'm down. I mean, I'm, I'll kill it for sure. 
yeah, I'm going to kill this as well. I feel like this is probably something that was in like the movie Blank Check that I thought looked really cool. Pre-T-shirt gun, do you remember? This is how they used to launch T-shirts yeah. into the crowd. So it's always associated with something very cool for me. So uh, I'm going to kill it. Uh, so I have some personal stories with this this uh, water balloon launcher kind of thing. Obviously, this is the thing where you get like two friends and they hold it and they just yeah. like rigged it up to whatever it was. But um, yeah, I had a friend was down in uh, the Outer Banks as a, a young teen uh, with, with three families, you know, had a friend uh, who, you know, we went on the top deck of his house and we're just launching fruit <laughs> straight up like we were <laughs> water oceanfront. We were launching like oranges, you know, whatever made it into the ocean. Like it was like 300 yards just launching it. My buddy is like, okay, once we launch one, we're like, we got to find everything possible. So got this guy a lime. It was his birthday. He cranks it back. He's like, dude, this one's going to like Saturn, like cranks it back, lets it go. We're all watching. It goes out. And then we just hear, oh. Oh. Turn what? around. It got caught in the the little pouch. Came back and hit him square in the nuts on his birthday. Oh shit! <laughs> Dude, that's a lot. That's a lot of jackass shit. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of force straight to the sack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was bad. It was bad. He didn't. He didn't walk the rest of the re- uh, the week. He had a pretty horrible birthday. <laughs> so. But yeah, it was Wait, pretty what fun. What was the fruit again? Was it was the, a lime. Was the it was a lime. A lime. lime. Yeah. And I also had some friends in college. Who the like lime and the coconuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I had friends in college who uh, also smashed my window in my apartment with one of those things, too. So uh, I'm going to say killed it because uh, it was super fun. <laughs> it was like perfect. It's perfect for that like time of our lives of like oh, yeah. loving jackass and that kind of shit. It's just amazing. Amazing. Um, all right, so, you know, you talked about Jordan Tory. We got, you know, all these relationships on the on, on the show. Uh, you know, we saw, a, a, you know, a little shout out from TJ's wife there. Um, so I was wondering, how do we feel about, uh, you know, having your kid, your, your ride or die on a show like this being a relationship, like a significant other? Like the situation that Amber and yep okay um, and and we're not talking about Roxanne we're talking about Amber and Chauncey I'm I'm talking about just like you bringing a significant other on the show like national TV fucking being competing with each other on this I mean I think it depends on the show like if you if you're doing something like uh, Amazing Race like the Amazing Race how are you gonna do that with somebody else like I don't yeah. know that that would be you know. I, don't know, we, I joke with my wife that I would both be the driver and the person with the map. <laughs> she would just <laughs> ride in the back. <laughs> so for that, I, I don't know. I feel like I have to say killed it. I mean, we saw earlier in the season two. Um, who was it? There was a, a couple that was doing that puzzle or whatever, and they definitely like killed it. Uh, they won the elimination. I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about, but. I don't know. Some real couple actually like did well, and some other real couple did horribly, or something like that. Whatever. I'm gonna say killed it because <laughs> I don't think my wife would let me live it down. So, 
I'm going to send it home just because I have a very nice marriage. Why would I, why would I <laughs> screw that up? You know, like, could it go well? Sure, but it might not. And and why do that to ourselves? You know, I, I, I'm not going to. Plus, she would do better on the show than I would. So I would just like get in trouble. <laughs> you don't aspire to be like Jordan and Tori? There would be there would be a podcast that they're talking about you two and like yeah I mean well Danny sucks like I don't know how he's like if they got rid of him then maybe that'd be a good partnership. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it home too. I just like think that you know these shows. I mean, maybe if I'm married, I think maybe I would like consider it. But a, like like a dating thing or like a you know early relationship. Oh, danger zone, no. total danger zone. You really you're really tested okay yeah sometimes we get tested with like you know being in lockdown and covid or you know figuring out like what you're having for fucking dinner but when push comes to shove and tj's looking you in the eye and you gotta like fucking figure it out as a couple it's 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 real shit you know <laughs> that was stupid all right danny you go um so once again we had to watch this scene was mariah's you're still on the show interaction with tj the most awkward so far or will somebody's be more awkward so killed it if this is the worst one we'll have to sit through send it home if uh if there's more to come that will be even worse chris uh i have to i don't know i have to say in good faith killed it because god that was horrible i mean they've all been horrible but this one even worse than uh kenny's it was I'm doing great this even was worse than worse. kenny yeah i mean like just the whole she i mean she was not excited that she was finding out that if fessy stays that she's still in it with him uh definitely not too excited about that um and then he like the just the way it all wrapped up to again it's like just a weird wrap up like he like walked by her like all right like see you later like <laughs> leaving her behind like and walk past her and i think at that point she said like well this is great like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's like the worst <sighs> jesus but i'm gonna say killed it it's the most awkward one because i have i just i can't do it anymore i don't know it's just stupid it's, it's the worst crazy. thing i'm gonna turn it off next time <laughs> yeah just not even point watching it uh yeah i'm gonna kill it too I mean, you know mariah's interesting she's like one of those humans i just can't figure out like what her personality is i'm like you she doesn't like teeter any way it's just kind of just very straight it's like a like robot it kind of reminds me of mars attacks that like alien that came down and just like kind of just talked but didn't really talk um you know who i'm talking about with like the blonde yes. hair <laughs> so like i just don't know like who mariah is she just kind of just doesn't have like there's not there's not a lot meat on the bone no i i'm gonna kill it as well and i hope it's the worst i i thought kenny would be number one none of them have been like normal because i think tj's a little awkward one-on-one -on -one and they don't know what they're getting themselves into so it's always going to be awkward but i agree with you guys about mariah she has dead eyes and uh, I think she's just not good on camera because she sort of smiles through it all, even when she has no reason to be smiling. She has like a smirk talking about like being mad at Fessy or whatever. Like it's just awkward TV when she's on it. <laughs> yeah, just another cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs>
Time to get juicy. With Jameson's Juicy Deeds. Da, 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 da. What up, guys? Um, all right, let's get into some deets. This one's for Chris. Um, even though he all know like excitement about it. I just want to say Chris's name. Um, does a juicy deed count if I get it from another competing co- co- uh, podcast? Does it count still? I, I guess so, right? Uh, Who <laughs> I'm could taking... possibly be in which one with us? Yeah, this it's is just um, it's his podcast with um this guy named Johnny Bananas. Um, you know he he does it every week. He probably gets a few listeners here and there. Well, anyways, uh, on that podcast with that unknown person, um, Nelson was on. And apparently Nelson and shout out to Tara who who gave me you know the little leakage on this one uh, that Nelson and Nerese hooked up. Very interesting. Who would have thought? We've been talking about Nerese and how she's like you know uh, your kind of story. She has some, some little history with bananas and that kind of got up. And yeah, Nelson and Nerese. Uh, one, it did seem like there was a little more relationship than just a close friendship. And two, what a season for Nelson, huh? Wow. (laughs) I feel like, um, Narice hinted at that, like in the first episode, maybe the first or second episode, something about like, and maybe it will be a little bit more than just friends or something, you know, like then ride or dies or I don't know. She said something along the lines. I was like, what? Huh? But now okay. he's a total brother, <laughs> he's a little brother by. Yeah. The old hook up the brother. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, next up, I thought you guys would find this interesting. Interesting. Man, I can't talk. I'm all, I'm all tongues today. Uh, production told the cast to not help during elimination. Um, and they still did. Uh, they apparently gave everyone the heads up. We gotta stop helping so much during eliminations. Um, which was, I found kind of interesting. Why wouldn't they have done that before the ones where it's like, you can completely help and botch the other one, like the turbo one, like, you know what I mean? Like, or, I think or what I read, they can't see exactly how to help. Like that just feels weird to all of a sudden be like, Hey, no more of this. I feel like they just realized like every week it was getting worse and worse and it was getting kind of out of, out of hand, you know, where the result really kind of relied on that help, but they didn't really pick the best week to kind of mm. throw the hammer down. No, well, nobody spell checked Mariah on devotion. So, <laughs> um, Josh and Davon, Josh did an interview and he said, Oh, we're supposed to be on this season. Oh, but it didn't work out at the last minute. It really sucks because he said this. It really sucks because I was training my ass off. I was like really like I was in really good shape, like ready to go. Uh, but it didn't work out. Sorry, Josh. You need a ride or die to be on ride or dies. I know that <laughs> joke was sitting there, but you know, which I have the perfect book for him to find one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He need he needs to win some friends. <laughs> until before he gets on ride or dies. Uh, last but not least, you know, tried and true deet. When I need a deet, I go to Cara Marie and Polly. And uh, Jesus, Polly went on a podcast, guys. He was so aggressive. Like, I'm going to fucking fight anybody. If they see me on the street, I'll fucking fight them. I'll take them out. Like, and he ranted for like five minutes. And he's going to fucking fight anybody who gets in his way. 
seems like we're in a danger zone there. I hope he doesn't show up at any reunions or any parties because something bad's going to happen. At a recording this, of the tribunal. <laughs> <laughs> was this specifically about challenge people or just anybody on earth? Yes, he well the 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 art the kind of rant started with him talking about how certain challenge people request that if they come on the show that other people are not on the show, and I'm sure he's on the top of everybody's list, and so he really hates it, which I just love a little bit. I love that every single time he's like, oh, maybe this will be the season. I got to go back, and no, denied. I mean, it makes sense. We've all worked with like really shitty coworkers. And if they come up at like a new job, like I've said it before, like, yeah, don't hire that guy, you know? So yeah. why wouldn't you do the same if you were on the challenge? Keeping it 100. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right, Chris, who do you have as an MVP of this episode? Uh, so my MVP this week is going to be none other than Roxanne Lavin. Uh, why she was there, I have no idea, but, uh, she froze with the horn at the end of the elimination. And luckily for her, for whatever reason, for the first time in challenge history, it wasn't just a check. It was a hit the button situation and it saved her life. Because you saw she didn't know what to do. They're like, check, check, check. And she's waiting with the horn, not sure who to, what to do. And then TJ jumped in and hit the button, hit the button. <laughs> MVP, she she got saved. j Oh, man, I love it, dude. I actually, Chris, we've been aligned the last few weeks. Roxanne, man, Lavin. I never, if you told me, I never, I haven't done that much research on TJ, but if you told me he, you know, was with someone named Roxanne, I would be like, shut the fuck up. No, he's probably with some like cool, you know, like, I feel like Amanda. I just felt like Amanda is like TJ's girl, but no, it's Roxanne. And, um, you know, good for her being on the show, showing up. She did good, Chris, you're right. You know, she was in a little pressure situation there, but recovered nicely. And, um, you know, they probably got paid a little, a little extra fee, right? I mean, I would assume you appear on MTV, you get money. So a little double check in the bank. Shorty, what's your thank? Um, I'm similar to you guys, but I gave it to the man himself, TJ, because oh. great daily challenge. He was phenomenal throughout, just laughing at them, keeping the, the tension going. And then... A delightful surprise brings out his wife. We get to meet Mrs. Lavin. And she was cool as hell. Her jumpsuit, like, how many people can pull that off? She looked good doing it. And, uh, you know, she filled her role well, except for the foghorn, which was important. <laughs> I just wish she had stayed around for the conversation with Mariah. Oh, that would have been nice. Yeah. Now, a loser. Chris, who do you have? I mean... Uh... It's hard to look past this person, but it's Mariah. Uh, obviously, she couldn't spell devote, devotion. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also on, you know, obviously on the team that was telling uh, everybody to help out Fessy or telling Devin to help out Fessy in the daily. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just looks like it's going to suck when she inevitably comes back because Fessy's still on the show. I just can't see anything going well uh, for her hanging out with Kenny. Narisa isn't even there anymore. 
<laughs> Most awkward interaction with TJ. I don't know. Just loser. Sorry, Mariah. How are they not real quick side side piece here? How are they not cut to the redemption house? I want right. to see Kenny just sitting there, just like reading yeah. his book, you know? <laughs> In a bathrobe on his Hilton bed or whatever. Talk about an ad though. He's like, oh hi, I'm just reading. You know, how to win friends, you know, like that would have been fucking perfect oh. placement. While sad and alone, like everybody reads that book. <laughs> <laughs> On the toilet. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a toilet book. Uh, I'm going to give it to Mariah as well. Um, you know, she kind of chose her fate. She chose this team, put it together. I know we can talk about how it all went down, but, you know, in the end, you you, you lost. And devotion is... Not that hard of a word, um, I would think, but you know, it spelling is tough. Um, but guess what? You are the L O S Z E R. <laughs> uh, I considered Mariah as well. I'm gonna give it to Jordan. Not only did his team lose as a result of his uh shortcomings, but then gets into another big fight with his significant other. We're all sick of it. I mean, it started off really strong as a season for him and has quickly gone downhill, I'd say. Yeah, he kind of stinks. Yeah. <laughs> so this is usually the point in the show where the three of us do an awkward sign-off. But if TJ can get his wife to help him host, so can we. So until next week, that's it from the Tribunal. Don't be a quitter. Don't be a layup. You guys... Killed it. Yeah! <laughs> they did it. Oh my god! Success. I hope Los Angeles sees that. Or hears that. Passion. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Like heart beating. I love you guys. Next time, we're all three of us are hosting a whole episode. Yeah. Hopefully, Los Angeles more involved next episode because then yeah. we are all six on this podcast now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you gotta get credits. <laughs>